episode of the Lady Strong Fitcast, and today I'm going to be sharing with you guys 10 tips and tricks in fitness. So the big question is this, how were two women who didn't cheat and purchase a gym franchise model, how were they able to spread their mission and purpose by empowering and transforming hundreds of women's lives through fitness, nutrition, mindset, and accountability with a micro gym business model of women only? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. We are Lady Strong Fitness. Now, I wish these tips and tricks that I'm sharing with you were shared with me when I started my journey many, many years ago, okay? However, I'm hoping that uh, you will take what you learned today and start perhaps executing several of these tactics into your own lifestyle. So this is in no particular order. I literally just jotted down literally the first thing that came to mind that's not only important to my fitness and wellness journey, but that is also important with several of the women that I work really closely with inside the community in regards to our 12-week program. Okay, so first and foremost, I want you to keep this in mind. Routine and habit. This is going to be the first one, and I'm going to explain what I mean by that. So you want to make sure that you have a good routine and habit. And here's the analogy I'm going to give you guys, or I'm going to actually say scenario. So um, this is actually filming on a Monday. Um, This episode will be airing on a Tuesday. However, uh, this past weekend I worked out, typically my day of rest is on a Sunday. However, I ended up taking my day of rest on a Saturday. I was actually listening to my body because I wasn't feeling the best physically. Uh, From a physical standpoint, just just, my body wasn't reacting the way that I would typically put in a workout. So either way, that's neither here nor there. However, I did work out on Sunday, even though it's my day of rest, because I wanted to make up for that day I typically would have done. And usually when I work out, it's in the morning time. It's always the same time every single day. But because it was the weekend, um, I wanted to work out later in the day. That was by far the worst mistake I possibly could have made. I should have stuck to the same routine that I typically would have had on any other given day, and here's why. Because I worked out later in the evening, I did my pre-workout supplement, I found myself that my normal bedtime routine actually was, um, it interfered with my my bedtime routine because I was still acclimated to that workout. I was not, my adrenaline was just through the roof. I was not tired or sleepy. And normally my bedtime is about 10, 10.30, and I didn't go to bed till believe it or not, an hour or two after that, which will affect the next day. So needless to say, um, now that I know that, if I were to do it again, I would stick to that same normal routine or habit and treat it like an appointment you don't miss, right? So regardless if you're making up a day or if it's just a typical day for you to work out, always stick to the same time. So that way you are creating those habits, number one, and number two, you don't run into any inconveniences like I did by doing it later on in the day. So that is number one, sticking to a good routine and habit. Number two um, I have is having a support system or coach. Um, And here's why this is important. It sounds so cliche, but um, I think of it this way. Okay. Even I have bad days. There's days where I'm either sore or I'm just like pure, like don't want to do anything because Maybe it's a rainy day, whatever the case may be. 
I have those days too, okay? I'm not perfect by any means. However, what's really nice is that I do have a support system like Brittany, when I do feel that way, sometimes she kicks me in a third gear and like, go on, babe, get your poop in the group, let's go. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm glad that I have you because I would have done, I, it's like having an angel and a devil, right? And I would have listened to that devil um, nine times out of 10 if I didn't have her, believe it or not. So it's nice because we work out together. That is our quality time. However, if you don't have necessarily a support system like that, that's why having an account accountability coach is important as well. Someone that you know you have to check into that is you want to make sure you don't let them down. You want to make sure that you complete the homework assignments or, for instance, with the women I'm working with in the 12-week program, it's really nice because I hold them accountable with their nutrition and they're submitting their food logs to me at the end of each day. Um, they also submit their weigh-ins to me every Friday. So if you need like an extra oomph, if you find that you're kind of stuck in that rut and you're not really self-motivating yourself, having someone such as like an accountability buddy or an accountability coach will kind of keep you um, in the game, so to speak. Okay. So next thing I want to talk about is uh, one another tip and trick is collecting data. Okay collecting data and I'll, again, I'll share a story, story with you guys. And here's why this is important. We don't know what we don't know. It's always best to assess rather than guess. So what I mean by that is for instance, with an in-body scan, like I told the women this past weekend when we did a strong her, I asked everybody across the room, raise your hand if you got an in-body scan done in the last 30 days. I would say out of the 13 women, there was approximately like three or four. It wasn't even half the room. And by any means, I wasn't trying to discourage them, but I did say you're doing yourself a disservice because you're wanting to take this clinic. However, when you're now starting to add a new product, so to speak, into your regimen, like the axle bars, which will allow you to lift heavier, how do you know if you're actually putting on that muscle mass or how do you know if you're decreasing your body fat? So you don't know what you don't know. And you need to also make that a routine and making sure you're holding yourself accountable by doing that every 30 days. So again, don't guess, assess. Make sure we have that in-body scan for a reason so that way we can see where what's going on within your body. And it's it would be a disservice to you if you don't take advantage of that uh, that particular service that we have to offer, okay? Um, the next thing I also wanted to talk about is challenging yourself. Now, honestly, I don't think that when I did start my, my journey, I, I necessarily had this problem. However, I do want it to add it because this is based just on my observation when coaching classes and or people coming up to me that's been a part of our community for so, such a long time. And they're like, why can't I do a push-up yet? Why am I still modifying? And that can only mean one of two reasons or a couple different things actually is, you know, are you lifting heavier? You know, are you getting uncomfortable? And are you doing the same exercise or regression, so to speak, or modification? Or do you find that you're wanting to challenge yourself and not worry about your neighbor and what they're doing or if you're going to necessarily let yourself down, so to speak. We're not perfect by any means and don't get discouraged, but you don't know what you don't know again unless you try. People always assume they, that, that they do not, but as my coach to push people, to drive them to that next level, you'd be quite surprised after they do it. They're like, oh my God, I had no idea. So I challenge you the next time you're in class to 
pick up that heavier weight, do something different that you haven't done before, because think about it, if you continue to do the same thing, you'll continue to get the same results. So you need to ask yourself, what do I need to do different in order to get to that next level, okay? So that would be number four. Um, number five, I actually wanna start talking about more of like tactics when it comes to workouts. So I'm gonna add here uh, breathing techniques, okay? So breathing techniques, this is something that I hear all the time as well as that I don't know when to breathe, okay? And um, a good analogy I like to use is always exhale against gravity. So if you are pushing up in the air, that's when you are releasing that oxygen out, okay? As you bring that weight back down, you're bringing in a good breath, okay? Allowing your lungs to expand, and then holding that breath until you are elevating against gravity. So if you are pushing or if you are pulling, right? Or if you are pulling like a deadlift upright, right? It's always, okay? And control and be mindful of exactly what it is that you're doing versus just trying to just go through the motion. So. Slower is always better, right? We always say quality over quantity. So it's just not about how the movement should be done, but it's also incorporating and in how is my breathing done simultaneously. So making sure you are mindful of not only the movement, but how you're breathing. I know it's kind of like patting your head, rub your belly and a lot of things done at the same time. But as long as we're, it's almost like you have to reprogram yourself to be able to do the right thing versus doing something that you were comfortable with doing before or did not know or maybe even aware of prior. So again, exhale against gravity as you lift that weight up, let that breath out as you go back down, let that breath in again, come back up, let that breath out, taking your time, being mindful, okay? So again, moving on, another tip and trick of the fitness and, and or wellness training would be um, activating muscles, okay, during your workout. So again, being mindful, activating, and make sure it's all right. <laughs> muscles. So um, shout out to Coach Jamie because actually when I was shadowing her, I think it was last week or the week before, and she was demoing. I think it was a a chest press, if I'm not mistaken, or chest fly. And she was like, squeeze those breaths together or up at the top of that fly. And I kind of gave her a little inside joke because me in particular, I don't have any bosom, but it was a very great analogy that she gave because it, again, allowed you to think about what muscle you were trying to recruit during that movement. So always knowing that it's not about just going through the motion, but actually activating. And the reason why you want to be mindful for that activation is because let's be honest, like, Activating muscles can, can help with stamina. It can help with mind and retention. Like it can also help with breaking down those muscle fiber, fiber tissues and like, you know, promoting that muscle growth. So being mindful of what muscle you're actually working. And if you don't know, that's what your coach is there for. Make sure to ask. So each coach, regardless of who it is and whose class you're taking, it's not about doing demoing the exercise, but it's also being able to educate you on what muscle group you're working within that movement and or exercise. So again, knowing how to activate by squeezing those muscles, right? If it's doing a hip bridge, it's squeezing those glutes at the top, right? Whatever that movement is, it's always muscle activation. So always keeping that in mind. And if you're not too sure, that's why you ask your coach.
Okay. All right. Moving on. Um, I also have here. I'm actually looking across from me because I put I have another whiteboard in front of me. Believe it or not. So um, I have here next on the list is allowing enough rest time between sets. Uh, or allowing rest time. I'll just put rest time and I'll explain. So there's been a lot of complaints lately that we've been overhearing inside the community is that you're wanting to be able to work or utilize or perform that movement more than what it's prescribed for. So if the exercise is called for 30 seconds and there's 30 seconds of rest, but you're like, I don't want to do that. I want to do 45 seconds of exercise and 15 seconds of rest. You are doing yourself a disservice and here's why, especially if that's not what it's prescribed for. And keep in mind, this is all backed by science. This isn't something that was just guessed upon in thin air. If you are utilizing a dumbbell or axle bar or whatever that prescribed workout is called for, whatever equipment and the weight it has, you should know that it's challenging enough to where almost that 30 seconds, that example I gave you, is almost not enough arrest time. Does that make sense? So let's just say it's a deadlift, okay? And you're not stronger certified, so maybe you're just using dumbbells, okay? And maybe you have a set of 20 pounds. So 20 at each hand, that's 40 total. And the exercise is for 30 seconds, you get 30 seconds of rest. And you're going through the motion, you're recruiting those muscles, you're taking your time, and then you're standing around and you're like, that's it? I need to do more. And it's like, why are you not breathing heavy? Why are not you like, man, that 30 seconds, I need more time. It's because you are not challenging yourself enough to lift that heavier weight. So again, instead of maybe going for those 20s, encouraging you to go for the 25s or 30s, and even if 25 is still not challenging for you, even after the 30 seconds, you feel like, man, I need to do more. Keep going, keep going, go heavier, go heavier. So again, that rest time is intended for a reason. And here's another thing why it's important. You don't you want to prevent the chance of injury, number one, okay? Because it's not about go, 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 because there is going to come to a point where your body is just like a vehicle. It needs to rest at some point in time or it's going to run out of gas, okay? And then number two is that you need to make sure that you have enough energy for the next round and or set. So if you start the next round, but you chose to continue and not take advantage of that full 30 seconds, you feel like I can maintain the same pace throughout. Yeah, that's great and all, but what is your intention behind that? I'm really curious as to the reasoning why you thought it would be better is or more isn't always better, okay? So again, it's not always even going about going about lifting the heavier weight, but it's like, how is your quality of movement? Because when you are at a quicker pace, that movement quality is not going to be as good as if the quality of movement when it was heavier and slower. So there's a lot of benefiting factors, and I hope that makes sense to you guys. Okay. Next one I have on the list is listen to your body. Man, I need to start practicing what I preach here. Here's why. And I know some of the other women inside, in particular, that I've been working with in the 12-week program. I know we are a risk critic and you feel as though like you want to just get that workout in despite how you may feel if you're in some sort of pain or you're sore. But again, you're only making matters worse if you're ignoring those signals, especially if you have some pain tolerance that's been occurring for more than two days. That means something within your neutral nervous system and or your muscles is not firing off properly and being activated. That's a sign that something needs to be 
either a number one assessed in regards to some sort of physician if it's a chiropractor or some sort of recovery you need to do something and not ignore those signs if that's taking a day of rest if that's taking even two days of rest i know for myself like i told you previously at the beginning of this entire conversation my rest days is normally on sundays however i did listen to my body the day that i would typically have had a workout so don't ignore those signs. The worst thing you can do is make matters worse and continue to just keep going and push forward and push forward because at the end of the day, you're going to be out much longer than if you would have done something previously by seeking some sort of chiropractor or doing some sort of preventative maintenance when it comes to foam rolling or ice, you know, ice therapy or whatever. There's so many different tactics and or things you can do outside of the gym and or inside of the gym. But again, you have to do something and something is better than nothing at all. Okay. So the last two things here is I have here is set goals. Okay. Set goals. I know you're probably like, oh yeah, we've heard that one before, but the question is, do you really set them? And if so, how do you set them? Because how I set my goals may be differently than how you set your goals. And what I mean by that, this goes back to like the SMART packet, right? Specific, measurable, attainable, all that stuff, right? So what I mean by that, and I like to give the analogy as a professional athlete, when I prepared for my competitions and fighting, when I received that phone call from my manager and he's like, hey, we have a fight lined up for you on, you know, let's just say three months from today's date, number one, I, my mentality was like, I stay ready so I don't have to get ready, meaning I don't wait till summertime so I can start prepping for that summertime body, or I don't wait till that wedding to wait for a wedding. No, I know when that call, because there has been occasions where if a fighter is injured, I don't have to prepare because I'm already ready and I have been prepared. However, and worst case scenario, if I maybe have been lacking when it came to, which was very rare, but I'm just giving you worst case scenario. If I did, if I wasn't necessarily prepared and I wasn't staying ready, what I would do is give myself, I know a good fight camp would be anywhere between 10 to 12 weeks. Okay. So I would assess how much time I have before the actual fight date. And I know based on the fight date, I look at where my weight's at because I fought in a specific weight class. I knew how much weight I need to lose every week in order to actually get to that weight on weigh-in date because there is a, a repercussion if you do not make weight, meaning you can lose a specific percentage of your compensation. So I didn't want that to happen. So again, I made sure I was ready. So in order to be ready, I prepared and I reverse engineered. That's the key to your goal is reverse engineering based on a specific goal that you have in mind versus just saying, I want to lose weight. Great. How much weight do you want to lose? And over what particular time are you going to lose that weight or vice versa? You want to put on muscle or fat loss. How much time is it going to take you to lose the fat or gain the muscle? You have to be specific. You have to be able to reverse engineer so that way you know when you're going through the motion, you're not guessing. You know every single milestone along the way. Okay? And um, last but not least, I actually kept this one open here. And here's why I did this. Because there's so many different tips and tricks to the trade. And I'm sure that if any of the other coaches inside the facility would chime in on this conversation, they would either have something that I probably do not have on here already, 
But if I had to put one thing down for me in particular, it would be have fun. I'll be honest with you guys. If if I didn't have fun, this would make it very hard to be able to do any of these tips and tricks. Nobody wants to go into work and be like, oh, I got to work out again today. And it's so cool to hear ladies inside the studio say, I used to drive going to the gym, but now I look forward to it. So you need to find what is it in particular that drives you, motivates you to look forward to it. If it's having that accountability buddy, if it's having that particular coach where you enjoy taking their class, if it's an outfit that makes you feel good and look good, and then you're going to perform better, whatever it is, everybody has their own little thing, like their specialty when it comes to this, but you have to have fun. You have to have fun at the end of the day. So. I hope you found these tips and tricks beneficial. I know there's many more. Maybe I'll do a part two to this because I can get very much so hands-on when it comes to specific things um, and identifying things in, it, in the workouts as well. But um, this is just the overall perspective. So with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in on another episode of Cast. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this episode, subscribe to our YouTube channel or find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or whatever your favorite place is to listen to podcasts. And if you really liked this episode, please leave a review for us on iTunes. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.